Hi, welcome to the Objective Zero Foundation podcast, veteran suicide prevention and mental health talk. The Objective Zero Foundation 501c3 nonprofit focuses on the use of proprietary patented technology as a resource to prevent suicide in the form of an app available for free on the Apple and Google Play stores. The focus is a veteran and service member community. This podcast focuses conversation directly on the issues of veteran and service member suicides, mental health, and the resources available to overcome the challenges associated with them. This show is hosted by two infantry combat veterans who serve together, one of whom is the co-founder of the Objective Zero Foundation, Justin Miller. My name is Christopher Dennis, Texas State Director for the Objective Zero Foundation. We'd like to thank you for listening to our show, and we hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to the Objective Zero Foundation podcast. We're glad you're with us for our very first episode. I'd like to introduce to you the co-founder of the Objective Zero Foundation, Justin Miller. Hey, how's it going, brother? Doing pretty good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad, man. I'm glad to to have the show going, man. I'm looking forward to getting some information out there and helping, uh, helping us save more lives. Awesome. Well, first, man, I'd, I'd like to ask, like, how how it is that you got involved, uh, just a little bit about yourself and uh, your background, and uh, just let the audience know, you know, how how it is that this came to be and where you're where you're at, where you're going, and uh, just give us some info. Okay. So, um, uh, like I said, we're I'm infantry. And uh, I deployed to Iraq in August 04 to August 05 with uh, the 1st and the 506 Infantry, um, Kurhi, and then uh, second deployment with 212 Infantry, uh, October 06 to basically January 08. Um, after that, I did a, a three-year stint of recruiting and then went to 3-7 Infantry out of Fort Stewart. Um, where they found me to be unfit for duty and non-deployable because of, you know, PTSD and traumatic brain injury and back and hip injuries. Um, so they medically retired me in August of 2014. Um, by Thanksgiving, I was, I was suicidal, man. I was uh, falling apart. You know, I felt lost, felt broken, felt like I failed. Um didn't know who to turn to, didn't know who to talk to, and was just doing what the Army told me, man. Suck it up, drink water, drive on. And uh, here I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a freaking infantryman, man. I've been in, in some serious fights. You know, how can I not control my own, you know, own reactions to things? And, I, you know, how can I not take control of my life and stop having the nightmares and actually sleep? And, um eventually just wore on me. I was only getting about two, maybe three hours of sleep a night for about 10 days. Um, and I uh, almost committed suicide. You know, it was the only, mm. only reason I'm still here today is because uh, there wasn't a bullet in the chamber. Um, so uh, after that, I, I went and sat on the couch because I was like, man, that nightmare has me messed up. I can't go back to sleep. 
Um, so I'm just going to go sit in the living room, watch TV, keep myself awake. Uh, but every time I thought about that nightmare, I would I would start having uh, like panic attacks. You know, I start hyperventilating. Um, yeah. After the fifth time, I called the VA and I was like, hey, I was like, I, I almost killed myself this morning. I was like, I, I need some serious help. I said, I feel lost. I feel broken. I just feel like I have nobody to turn to. So I need help. She's like, are you suicidal right now? And I said, no, right now. I said, I'm on the phone with you trying to get help. I said, but another night like last night, I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. So she puts me on hold and schedules me an appointment for two days later. I said, I appreciate that. You know, I told you I couldn't handle another night. So you gave me not one night, but two nights to call bullcrap. She's like, no, no, sir, nothing like that. I said, all right, whatever, thanks. And I hung up. Well, seconds later, I get a text message from Chris Mercado saying, hey, I'm at Georgetown University. Um, I have this project going on. If you're interested in participating, give me a call. So I called him up. I was like, sure, why not? You know, he was a good dude. And uh, we started talking, and he's like, man, you don't sound good at all. He's like, uh, is everything all right? He's like, Are you, have you thought about suicide? And I, I just started laughing. I was like, dude, I said, you have no idea. I said, if, uh, my, if my pistol was loaded, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Uh, so I almost did it last night or this morning. I was like, man, I just, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm lost. I said, I feel like I've just been thrown to the wayside, you know, feel broken, feel like I failed. And um, he took, took my feelings right there and, you know, he just kind of rotated it. He was like, you know, why'd you join the army? I said, well, because uh, I wanted to, you know, protect my brothers. I love my country. I wanted to protect our freedom. He's like, all right, well, while you was in, the army paid for you, you know, gave you a paycheck, covered your benefits. I was like, yes, sir. He's like, all right, well, now picture it this way. The VA has picked up your pay, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, all right, so now look at it this way. The VA is paying you to help take care of your brothers and sisters that are also veterans. He said, your story is going to save lives. And I'm like, man, I don't have no story. I said, man, the the coolest thing I got is uh, I was on missions with Chris Kyle. I said, other than that, you know, I just did my job. Um, Nothing special. And he's like, no, you you don't realize your story is going to save lives. Um, he's like, I'd like to write this for you and um, get this, you'll get it published. So I was like, dude, if you can get that done, I said, go for it. Um, I started procrastinating, and uh, my mother-in-law asked me to go to church one day. I didn't want to write my story because every time I thought about it, I would just fall apart. And um, so my mother-in-law asked me to go to church, and I, I get in there, and I'm Dude, I'm like having it down and out with God. I'm cussing him out. Um, you know, how dare you let me survive? How dare you let all this type of stuff happen? All these women and children getting killed. You know, why didn't you just let me die and let my brothers come home? And, dude, like we're talking right now, I heard, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Look at everything I've pulled you through. What good is it to have an answer to a secret if you keep it a secret? Share your story and give others hope and inspire others. And um, brother, after that, <laughs> I felt like I felt committed, like I had to. God just told me I need to go home and write my story um, because it's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that story got published and got spread and started being read by thousands of people. And uh, this guy named Ryan Pereira, he's like, hey, he goes, uh, I love my veterans and, and my service members. Like, I have this app idea I want to give to you guys. 
Um, well, the app initially started like uh, Yelp for veterans. Uh, sure. But then we found out that most veterans, when they decide to commit suicide, they do it in the first five minutes. So we're like, you know, we don't have time for a veteran to log on, try to find a place, call them, be put on hold, sent the voicemail, um, or schedule an appointment for two days later. We need something that's that's instant. And for all those active people that are afraid of their career, we need something that's anonymous. You know, just because you feel like everything's falling in on you and you think about killing yourself doesn't mean that you can't still serve. It's just a, it's a knee-jerk reaction. So... Chris and I, after doing some research, we decided to um, basically try to replicate our six-hour phone call at a larger scale. And, um, you know, we we started the Objective Zero Foundation. So now we have an app that's uh, been out since uh, December of 2017. And, you know, we have a little close to about 4,000 people that are using the app currently. almost a thousand people that are trained and ready to answer the phone. People are volunteers who just care about people and just want to listen and give them a chance to talk about what it is they're going through uh, to give like an outside opinion. Um, Somebody, somebody who's doing this for free volunteers, you know, not looking for a paycheck, just wanting to help you get through the night. Sure. So tell me more about the objective zero app and like what that does really where it's at right now and uh, just tell me about it well the app um like i said came out in december of 17 what it is is it's live um so for instance when i almost committed suicide it was four o'clock in the morning you know i didn't know who to call i'm sitting there thinking i'm not worried about what I just went through, I'm worried about, I don't want to wake my brother or sister up. You know, I don't want to call somebody at four o'clock in the morning, my time. Um, I didn't know who to call. So I just figured, you know, deal with it on my own. Well, our app allows veterans, service members, all of their family members and caregivers. It allows you instant and anonymous connection in a time of need. And, uh, you know, we're partnered with a bunch of organizations. So we have a, resource tab that will show you all the organizations we've partnered with, you know, uh, retreat programs, um, different therapies that's available that is either free to the service member, veteran, or family member, or extremely discounted. Um, You know, and then we have the activities tab, you know, like we've partnered with Psych Armor, we've partnered with Headspace, um, and like you join, you get a free year of headspace, the world's leading meditation app. Um, and you know, it's, it has different things that go on, like comeback yoga. It has videos of yoga that you can do right there at your house. Psych armor has like a dozen classes on different ways to handle somebody that's dealing with mental health issues, you know, whether they're depressed or they have PTSD or they have TBI, um, you know, it kind of gives you a class and teaches you how to learn uh, to live with, with, to live with this, to identify um, people that are, you know, thinking of hurting themselves or in that depressed state. Man, so veteran suicide, like, how big of an issue? Is it really 
in perspective and like what are we dealing with as a country uh, within our community and like like where do you think that is right now i mean man they're estimating right now they say roughly 20 veterans a day 20 to 30 depending on which states turned in their their freaking paperwork but roughly over 7,000 veterans a year commit suicide man more people have died by suicide than we've lost in combat in both tours both oif and oef we've lost more to suicide than we did there every year i mean it's 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 an issue serious issue and what people don't think about is you know a father or a mother that commits suicide their children are 300 times more likely to commit suicide than the civilian population. So if we're having issues now, think of the issues we're going to have down the road. Yeah, and why do you think that is, though? I mean, it's, especially like you and me, we serve together. And it's it's almost like, you know, you know how it is. When you're in, you know, anybody that shows that sort of, I guess for lack of a better term, weakness, it's almost like, um, you know, there's a culture in the army in the military in general. Like, even if you go to sick call for having the flu and two broken legs, you know, like if you, if you go to sick call, you're like weak and you get, you know, you're basically, you're putting your, your career at risk almost every time you go to sick call. So it's like, mm-hmm. you don't want to go because if you, if you miss one PT session, if you miss exercise in the morning, Oh my goodness. They're going to, they're going to think you're the worst soldier ever. <laughs> and, and so like, is, do you think that plays into what, what people's mentality is when they get out? Cause I, what I notice is there's, there's a mentality um, that kind of carries over into the civilian world, especially within that first two to three years, it's almost like people don't establish an identity as soon as they get out. And they hold on to who they were in the military. So, so for that, um, it's almost like they're not willing to really discover who they really are in the military. You're told who you are, you have rank and authority and responsibilities. And when you get out, there's uh there's none of that. It's almost like a, a restart, mm-hmm. but, but why do you think it is that we have that problem in suicide? Well, you know, Suicide is a knee-jerk reaction. Like you said, you know, most people do it within the first five minutes. Um, They get out of the military where they were successful. They were, you know, leading in their their career. They were, you know, within the top three to four percent of their their job. And, uh, you know, being in the military is fun. The best years of my life were in the military. You know, I had brothers that I could go to work with every single day that knew exactly what I was dealing with. I tell them they immediately relate, you know, cause they've been there, they've done that. So, you know, when you go from where you're doing that five days a week, every week, now all of a sudden you're a civilian. It's kind of like, you know, all the people that are still active, they got to worry about saving themselves. They got to worry about preparing to deploy. They can't have their mind on us. Their mindset is that we're safe. We're home. We're now civilians. We're retired. There ain't nothing to worry about. We need to focus on training our men now, 
bringing everybody back from Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever it is, you know, they're, they're going. So now we're civilians. We were in a place where we were told every single thing to do step by step, basically. And now you're a civilian. You're completely free. You have nobody that you feel like you can talk to because you're in a new environment. Life completely changes. You know, it's it's like you've lost who you are because before you were structured, you were a leader and you taught and you trained and you leaded, you guided, you mentored these younger men. Well, now you're at home. You're with your wife all day long. You're with your kids all the time. And, you know, and a lot of times kids and women are triggers. You know, I've seen a lot of children, um, unfortunately, put in body bags and I've heard a lot of women screaming and crying because of their young ones having to be put in bags. So, you know, being around my kids all the time, not knowing how to deal with, with my PTSD, um, it, it just became a challenge. You know, I, I would try to avoid being around them because it was easier for me to be off by myself, trying to figure it out, trying to deal with it. And, you know, and the whole time you're in the military, they teach you, plan for the worst and hope for the best yeah so in my mind here i'm sitting there thinking i'm like well hell, worst case scenario my wife's gonna leave me i already i'm planning for her to leave me because the army told me to plan for her to leave me and hope that she doesn't so you know that's just one of them stressors that i had that you know i didn't talk to her i didn't tell her what it was i was dealing with i was just keeping everything a secret you know i didn't want to bring her mind into my world i was trying to keep her innocent um mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want her to look at me in a different way. Um, and like in the military, they teach you, if you go to the sick call, you know, you're sick call ranger, you're a piece of shit. You know, we don't want you mm-hmm. because you're hurt. You know, they, they they need the best of the best. So when you show a sign of weakness, you know, they jump on it. And, you know, that's just a, a culture in the military that they're going to have to change. You know, I was, I was told when, that I had PTSD and I had leadership tell me, what do you want to do with your career? I said, well, I want to retire. And they said, well, you better not go to that appointment. You get diagnosed with PTSD. You're non-deployable. Guess what? Army doesn't need you anymore. And there goes your career. So, you know, 11 years, 11 plus years, I was told to just figure it out, suck it up, deal with it. And uh, I felt like it was something I should have been embarrassed about or something I should have been ashamed about. Like I was broke and, you know, that term dysfunctional when really we were just never taught how to process dealing with all this death. We never had time to mourn our brothers. They would get killed. They would get killed one day. You would do a freaking ceremony for them and you're expected to go on mission the next day. You can't be sitting there crying about him because if you do, there goes one of your people. You're not paying attention. Somebody else dies. You know, you just got to pack that stuff away and just keep on moving forward. And, you know, that's just what we were taught. Hmm. Yeah, and it seems like, uh, you know, if you were in the FBI or, or the police department, you know, anytime there's an officer-involved shooting, I mean, it's common knowledge that those officers take, they're, they're forced into a um, of absence, but mainly for the investigative part of the shooting. But it is also required that they get, you know, psychological evaluation for that incident uh, to make sure that they're good to go because they're out there doing, I, I realize the army is and the military, the Marines, uh, anybody in, in a combat zone, when you go through something like that, 
that is not uh, a standard thing. And I wonder maybe if that should be uh, a procedure uh, or a process that gets put in place, you know, to identify those people at risk. And maybe it's different in a wartime situation, obviously, because you're dealing with stuff day in and day out. But, um, you know, some people process things differently. And when those people show signs of um, struggles and issues, uh, there's really nothing to be done except they get buried, you know, metaphorically. They they get buried in, um, you know, just silence or you get shunned. You get pushed to the side. Basically, you're weak and we don't need you right now. Uh, So I'm just you bring up a good point that that they do cover things up. And maybe it's something that needs to be open to discussion to see if there's a better way. Yeah, I mean, you need to be given time to grieve. You know, that's one of the things you have. If you don't grieve, it's you're taught to tuck it away. And it just it sits there and it keeps bothering you day in and day out. You keep thinking about it. And, you know, it's like, it's just like a pressure cooker. You know, if it keeps building up pressure, it's got to go somewhere. And eventually the smallest thing just causes you to break. You know, you get a speeding ticket or you get a DUI or you lose your job or your your wife or girlfriend get into a fight. And now all of a sudden you just feel like the whole world's caving in on you. And, you know, it's like I said, it's a knee jerk reaction. Um, You know, when, when somebody dies, they need to, you're absolutely right. If you get into a shooting or one of your friends dies, you know, they should send you through counseling, which they did. When I got blown up my second tour, um, when my truck hit that IED, they, they did a, um, an exam on me and they told me that I couldn't go out for seven days until I was re-examined. They told me I had, uh, there's the test that you take for brain injury that you can score up to a 30. You know, I scored a 23 or a 24 and was told not to go out for a week. Well, then I was told that me being a leader, it doesn't apply to me because I need to go out with my guys. They said, do you really want to sit in here while your guys do missions? How are you going to feel when one of them dies and you're sitting back here? You know, so we are taught and built and brought up to, to just shove it back until, you know, hmm that you eventually just figure it out. Well, on the topic of veteran suicide, as far as the guys that are out, um, what can be done about it? I mean, what do you think the biggest catalyst is to really affect the mindset of the, the guys going through what they're going through? Cause it, it's not, it's obviously not an instantaneous, you know, spur of the moment, like, Oh, I'm depressed. And now I'm suicidal. And I, I think it's more of a long-term issue that has built up like a pressure cooker. And until you reach that point and, and crisis and the veteran or service member, they're in that moment right then and there to the decision moment, like the choice. And so what do you think that, that can be done about that? Like, how do you, how do you divert away from that? pivotal moment where there's a you know i should be here permanently or i should not be here permanently like what what do you think could be done about that like what are the factors like is there you know aside from resources or is it relationships is it just you know activities is it a combination of things like what do you think well first it's pride 
Get rid of the freaking pride. It's okay to ask for help. Mm. You're not weak if you ask for help. You know, use our app. Everybody's like, oh, well, I'm not suicidal. I don't need that app. Well, guess what? When I went to bed the night prior to me almost killing myself, I didn't go to bed saying, you know what? I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to commit suicide. Heck no. I didn't think that. It was just, it just came crashing in. So you have the Objective Zero app on your phone. If you're listening to this and you're active duty and you're a leader, make think of it like a virtual ace card. It's a new and improved virtual ace card that can go everywhere with you. No matter if you're in the barracks or if you're out camping, whatever, you can open the app. You can click call, text, video chat. You can filter out who you want to talk to. Hmm. And you sit there and you talk and you say, this is what I'm going through. This is why I feel ashamed. This is why I feel guilty and talk to us. And then you're going to realize, you know what? Me too. I felt that way also. But then once I realized that I was forgiven for what I've done, I've already been forgiven. I'm already set free of that. That's in the past. You need to, you need to put it down, quit carrying it with you, open up, you know, lose that pride and realize that it's okay what the crap that we've been through, the way that some of us are responding, the nightmares, and the, that's normal. And until you until you process it, until you learn how to deal with it, they're going to keep hitting you time in and time out at random times. Once you learn how to process it, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a cycle. You know, meditation, um, yoga, working out, reading your Bible, talking to other guys that have these issues. Um that's how this thing works. You know, from day one, we're taught to have each other six. Why does that disappear when you get out the military? Hmm. Our app allows you to, to go in there and you can save your buddies. You can save all your buddies in the favorites file. So that way, you know, you can go under and you can see which one of your buddies are active at that moment. And then you can reach out to them on there. Um, you know, it's just, it's a free tool. So why not, why not have it? You never know when you run into somebody who might need it. So tell people about it. Let them know that there's this option. And uh, like, like we believe, you know, all, all veteran, all service member suicide is preventable through the simple act of listening, caring, talking to that person, letting them know how loved and how important they are, reminding them of everybody that needs them. Because when they die, when they kill themselves, it leaves an empty space with every one of their brothers, every one of their leaders, every one of their sisters, brothers, wife, kids, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. It rips a piece of our heart out that can never be filled in. Mm. So that's what we need to do is just remind each other how loved we are. Cause you know what? We would die for each other day in and day out while we were serving. So why does that stop now? If you're having issues, call me up. I'll jump in that freaking foxhole and we'll sit there all night on the phone and talk about it until we figure it out. That's what we do. Well, now we're giving the, we're giving America a chance to do the same thing. You know, mm. people always say, thank you for your service. Well, this is a way download the app, become an ambassador, learn about suicide prevention and be willing to answer a phone call or answer a text or do a video chat or be willing to do fundraisers or, you know, go to your local VA and tell them about Objective Zero or go to your local, you know, 
military base, whether it's a reserve or National Guard, tell them about Objective Zero. And together, we can all make a difference. And hopefully, we can eliminate this 20 you know, to 30 a day. Man, I'm tired of losing brothers. Man. You know, it's just happening way too much. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's well said. So tell me, what does it mean to be an Objective Zero ambassador for the users of the Objective Zero app, for the, uh, the people who um, are out there in the cities and the states and really want to do something? What does it mean to be an, amb- an ambassador? Um, an ambassador is uh, somebody that's willing to answer the phone at least one hour a week. Um, you know, that could be a civilian, that could be a veteran, service member, family member. In my eyes, every service member, whether you're Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, every active service member should have this on their phone. The service member should be a battle buddy or should be a... Um, should be a uh, ambassador i mean everybody always says well reach out to me everybody you know after somebody commits suicide you see all these posts online oh, i wish you would have called me my phone's on all the time well if your phone's on all the time how about you download the objective zero app and show that you care become an ambassador and be willing to answer the phone for one of our brothers or sisters who's struggling and just needs help i mean all you gotta do is listen to them talk to them hear what they're going through and relate with them. Let them know that, you know, they're not alone because most of the time we let those thoughts get in our head and we let those outside voices cloud our, our vision, cloud our opinions of ourselves. And we slowly start falling in this hole. And then, you know, we feel like we're alone. We feel like nobody would understand when really, if you would just talk to somebody, you're going to relate on some level. Um, so, Coming an ambassador can be anybody. Uh, they join, they download the app, um, and they take the training. You know, we're uh, the same training that the VA trains all their um, employees with is is the training we use. And then, uh, like I said earlier, we're a partner with Psych Armor, who provides us about a dozen classes that are also available on the app on you know how to deal with somebody with PTSD, how to talk to somebody who's suicidal. Um, so on and so forth. Um, so once you become an ambassador, you know, you are asked to set up your schedule. You know, if you are, say you don't work on Tuesdays or Sundays, and you know, you're available all day, um, but you feel comfortable taking text over calls, you can customize it. You can set up whether you want to take text, phone calls, or video chats. You can choose which days you want to be available, what times you want to be available. Um, you know, make yourself a schedule. Just, you never know. You might get a call right away. We've had ambassadors that have never gotten a call. Um, but I do know the fact that every day since the app has been on the market, it has been used. We have over 800 hours of phone calls, you know, thousands upon thousands of text messages sent back and forth of not necessarily people that are suicidal, but maybe somebody's just going down a crap trail, need a job, need to help with their finances, you know, looking to get a house, looking to, you know, work the VA system, 
you know, those are the type of resources that we have available that we can help you walk through. Great. Well, just just to clarify then, like, so if I'm a user and, you know, you know how hard this is to deal with, even personally, uh, but but I don't want the whole world to know that I have these issues. Like you said, uh, you know, my contact with other people, or do I have some sense of security and knowing that just the people that I contact uh, know about what I'm going through? Yeah, yeah, it's set up. Um, so everything's instant and anonymous. You know, everything is is shared as as much as you want to share with that person. So the only thing we can see is we can see text on the background, and that's for us to make sure that nobody's telling somebody to go jump off a bridge or nobody's saying that they're going to go blow up something or shoot something. So that's the only thing we see is, are those Um but other than that, nobody's going to see what's going on between you and that that one ambassador. You know, those messages are for you and you only. Um, you know, it's not open to the public. Um, now, we've had somebody come up to us and say, well, hey, you know, when you're in that moment, um, it's hard enough to just open up the app, you know, let alone break the ice with somebody I don't know. Um, so is there a way that you can make it so I could kind of send off a red star cluster or I can raise the red flag. And then that will basically alert um, our senior ambassadors that, hey, this person needs somebody to reach out to them uh, just to kind of break the ice and start the conversation. Um, once the conversation started, then uh, things get a lot easier once you realize that you have you know more in common than you would expect. Wow, that's awesome. So for somebody who wants to get involved uh, on a deeper level than just uh, connecting to the app and being available. Somebody that really wants to, to do something and get active um, even a, even with financial support or just uh, community support with their business or with their organization. uh, uh, If I'm someone like that, uh, what can I do? Um, Well, you can go to objective zero.org. Um, excuse me and uh you can go on there and just message us um that's probably one of the faster ways to get hold of us because you know we're spread across the the nation um or uh you know you download the app and reach out to one of us on there or send us an email at uh, justin at objective zero.org um you know with any questions uh download the app and then you know go on the Facebook page and ask, you know, who's my state representative. Uh, we're trying to find people that are good at, you know, doing fundraisers, good at spreading awareness, you know, maybe people that have connections within the media or connections with businesses that are very veteran friendly that, you know, are looking to support um, any of that, you know, is who we need. So go to the, our website, objectivezero.org or download the app and uh, start there. I think that's a great, uh, a great discussion that we just had. Uh, you hit a lot of topics, and, uh, and me stepping into the role of, of what I do with Objective Zero in Texas, uh, we're really, really moving it forward. Uh, a lot of support, a lot of um, connections and community, 
what's going on in a nationwide level is even even cooler. Uh, you look at Alaska and Washington DC. Um, a lot of cool things happening with the Objective Zero Foundation. Uh, a lot of new things coming to the app. A lot of um, just, just a lot of awareness, uh, and and we're really excited to be taking this to the next level um, and, and getting this into the hands of, of soldiers, of service members, of veterans, uh, all the community. So uh, Justin and I, I think we, we would like to thank our listeners uh, for for listening. We would like to thank our listeners for sharing. Please, we encourage you to get it. Uh, this resource, the Objective Zero Foundation app, uh, to the hands of service members and to the hands of veterans. I'm sure someone in your family uh, is likely a service member. There's a lot of service members out there that just don't know. And there's a, a ton of people out there that have issues, a ton of people who are going through things that have red flags up. Uh, and they just need to be aware that, that we got your back. Uh, we're looking for you. We want to talk to you. We want to reach out. We want to make sure you're doing okay. And we want to connect you with resources that you don't know about. Uh, there are people out here uh, within your own community, within your state uh, and in the nation that want to connect with you. And we're going to be sharing those in the next episode. We're going to we're going to really focus on our partners. We're going to focus on technologies that we're, we have. We're going to focus on the community uh, and we'd like to hear from you. Uh, so please uh, go to objectivezero.org. Uh, check us out if you'd like to donate. We definitely would welcome that. It's tax deductible. It's a nonprofit. Uh, that's objectivezero.org slash donate. Uh, follow us on social media. Get on our Facebook page. Interact with us. Share us. If you want to volunteer, we'll have community events uh, in just about every state. We're working on uh, finishing state directors in, in, in all 50 states, but we're, we're getting there. Uh, so if you'd like to be a state director, if you'd like to be a volunteer and just show up to community events and, and engage with your community and just uh, be there for somebody. I mean, this is not an awareness campaign. This isn't we do push-ups and those push-ups somehow save a life. It doesn't work like that. We don't take your money and just buy stuff for the organization. We're we're actually making a difference with a resource. Um, so this is a cool thing. It's a great organization. A lot of caring people, uh, a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, some of us have been there. So we're thankful that you're here listening to us, taking the time out of your day. And uh, I would like to say thank you. And um, Justin, if you have anything for the for the listeners, uh, for the audience, uh, go yeah, ahead. Um, if you have uh, any ideas of different topics uh, of sort that you would like for us to discuss, uh, feel free to email me at justin at objectivezero.org. Um, once again, I was... I want to thank everybody who's taking the time out to listen to us. It means the world to me. Um, we're just trying to make a difference here. You know, every veteran we save is one less mother that's got to cry, you know, every year, every day, wondering what happened, why, you know, they didn't answer, why they didn't call. So don't be that friend that says, man, I wish I would have. Because I'm telling you, every time it happens, it hurts and it doesn't get easier. Um, when we could simply just have this tool that's there, you know, be willing to listen, cover our brothers, our sisters, you know, it's up to us. We're the only ones that can make a difference. You know, don't look for the government. Don't look for the VA to, to change everything. It comes from us and it starts at the lowest level with the private. It is told that it's okay to ask for help. There's nothing to be shameful about it. And let's start a new movement. Let's start a wave 
and make a difference in this country. And uh, that's all good, brother. I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, it's been fun, and I look forward to it, dude. We've got a lot of exciting things to talk about, a lot of good partnerships that are pretty cool. Um, I'm learning about new nonprofits for the veteran community every day. Um, so, hey, if you're in the Charleston area, um, June 14th, I will be throwing out the first pitch at the Charleston River Dogs uh, baseball game. So, uh, if you're in the area, come see me. I uh, look forward to meeting you guys. And like I said, thanks, brother. It's been fun. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. We'll see you next time on episode two of the Objective Zero Foundation podcast, Veteran Suicide Prevention and Mental Health Talk. Thanks for listening.